Hello, Soul Sessions, and thank you for checking in for this, our season finale of the Sim Soul Sessions podcast, where today we are revisiting one of our very special guests on one of the last episodes of our season one television show. We're going to share how she showed up on that night, and then we're going to catch up with her after. Jamaican artist, social media star, YouTuber, famous Meet the Mitchells mom, and multi-potentialite Tammy Chin Mitchell is our featured guest this week. I hope you guys have time because this one went from random to real and everything in between and every single minute is worth the listen. Here we go. Thank I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited. To Are be you nervous? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm just, you know, bringing it back to this moment where we're two friends talking, I know. which is nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Here's what else is beautiful. Let's start yeah. here. Mm. Let me show you something on mm -hmm. the screen. Okay. And you tell me a little bit about this um, hot mama, this young lady who we're going to show you. So, <laughs> Lori, roll it when you can. And you tell me a little bit about who uh. she is. <laughs> Um, this Ooh. was, you were signed to a big label. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I remember the time. And this ought to be, or should have been like, one of the best times of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and in, in many regards, it was certainly a lot of fun. Um, and certainly, you know, in many ways, a great time in my life, you know? And I'm so glad that I had that experience. Um, was but it, in, it was also one it of was also a really trying time too, you know. And there's you know there's something about something looking shiny and pretty and looking like you know the way it should, but then feeling a real like emptiness mm -hmm. with it, and you don't really understand why there is this emptiness, why there is this void that you can't really fill. But everybody else says. But you, look, look at your life. You should be so happy everything and, you know, great. everything is great. Yeah. You're about to be this and about to be that. And we're expecting this of you. And, you know, and what a, what a hard letdown <laughs> to deal with, you know. This is the thing about expectations. They are born in other people. You know, hmm. we we don't create you them by preach, ourselves. You start preach early, you know, Tam. You hold on to it. Hold on. Hold on. Because everybody was looking on and saying, yeah, Tammy, we're so happy for you. Yeah. Sign to this label. Your boss went out. Mm -hmm. Tammy was like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want, I don't want any, was and it I don't want any of this? Or no, was, you know, it was just, I'm a people pleaser, big time, you know? And I, I say a lot now that, you know, when I started music, it wasn't even because it was this soul calling or this passion, even though there's lots of interviews saying, mm. <laughs> with me saying, I'm so passionate about this. It was something I could do and something people saw for me and people saying, you would be a great fit for this, so why not try it? So I was like, sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it just started to, change it started to shift on me and I started to discover who I was and and then I started to realize oh this is not what I want anymore yeah so it's not that it was so you know um out of line with who I was for a long time it was who it was totally aligned with who I was but I don't think we give people enough credit for shifting and changing and transforming and that's exactly what happened you know, and it wasn't the first time I was shifting, changing or transforming. It's just right. the first time that I guess 
people are seeing it. But it's not only the shift and the change and, and the transformation. It's, again, back to the expectations. Yeah. She's leaving music to mm -hmm. do what? To do what? Yeah. And what was it that you wanted to do? I wanted to be a wife and a mom. <gasps> Crazy <and> child. <laughs> what was the sentiment at the time when you decided, I'm not doing this, I'm walking away from the shiny. Yeah. The I just want to be... I just didn't really tell many people at the time, you know, because I knew that it wouldn't come with a lot of support. I was supported by who needed to support me, you know? But I understood that people generally wouldn't get that or wouldn't hear it, and maybe people wouldn't even care. I don't know. Um, but, what you know... What did they say, Tammy? What was some of the feedback you got? Just that, I mean, I, I can't tell you verbatim except that the feeling was just, oh, really? That's what you want with your life? Like, that's what's next for you? Like... You're going to give all of this up to do that. And then immediately you get put in the box of um, failure and, um, you know, just falling below expectations and you could have done so much and what if, and that's just a hard place to be, I know. you know? I mean, so how did you deal with thank that? Thank God Mama? there wasn't too much social media at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if, it was no, if it was no, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, thank yeah. God. So how did you deal with it? I uh, mean, obviously you would have surrounded yourself with family. Yes, and you know what? Just moving through, and this is something that I think I've always done, is taken things one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And you know what else? I've always had this immense trust in God that the next thing would reveal itself. And I've always had this ability to be okay with not being the okay. best yeah. or the greatest or whatever you think I should be. I've always had this like ability to be like, I'm good just being a regular, degular person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I could always somehow see some beauty in that. Yeah. And I guess it's because you're on the other side of it sometimes and you see all of the flashy, flashy, but then, you know, I really saw the joy in the regular. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the regular on the other side because the regular came with um, marriage. Mm -hmm. It came with motherhood, mm -hmm. which you thought were things that were going to, were going to fill this, mm -hmm. you know, hole. Void. Maybe. Void. Yeah. Void. Yeah. Um, and that too taught you a lesson. Yeah, I think, you know, we go in search so much in other people to fill that void. Like we're constantly looking to other people to fix us and to fill us up and to help us, or I shouldn't say help us, we are looking for other people to create our happiness. And I think it's like one of the things that like, um, I learned through that process, through getting married, through having children, that it wasn't gonna be the thing that made me whole. Mm. Hard thing to mm. like come face to face mm. with because mm. everything tells you, mm -hmm. you complete me. You, you know, this is, you're my other half. And then when you have children, you hear everybody talking about, oh, my kids are my world. And, you know, I would never, and I, and I always, you know, have a hard time with mommy sometimes because yes, while that is true, we never really talk about the other part of it, which is that we still have to find ourselves. And then, everybody's taught. I think that's a dream we're sold as, especially women, you know, do get married, have the children. That's what's going to make you feel whole. That's yeah. what's going to make you feel complete. That's what's going to make your life um, worth living. And, you know, um, when I got married, I was only 26. I can say only 26 now because now I know how young 26 yes. was. But at the time, I was a big woman. 
And you couldn't tell me nothing, right? Right. <laughs> right. Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. And, um, you know, while Wayne is such a wonderful husband and has been an incredible partner to me, and while I love my children so much and have found so much joy with them, the biggest thing for me was figuring that out on my own. And the biggest thing I could have done for my family, and I still continue to do every day, is figure out Tammy's happiness first. Yeah. And realizing that that's not selfish, and it's not some luxury that I give myself, it's a necessity. Could you say some days you love it and some days, some days I hate it. hate it. Some days I have the hardest time with motherhood and wifehood. Is that yeah. a word? I don't know. We just made it up, girl. You know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I just realized and I could only figure out my journey and what made me happy and completing myself before I could show up for anybody else. Where did, that, where did that take you? You, you, you told me when we spoke that you, um, you realized in all of this process that you kind of have to be broken to be mended. Yeah. So you went to a really Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of us have been, we've all experienced brokenness. Now, it may not be as broken as your story mm -hmm. or your story, but brokenness is brokenness. Subjective. And so we can all agree that it's one of the hardest things that you'd ever go through because it makes you question everything about your life, about who you are, what you are, why you're here. And yeah. sometimes it happens in front of everybody, and, but most times it happens behind closed doors on bathroom floors. And, mm. you know, I've experienced even within my marriage, within the last 10 years, brokenness that was just unexplainable. And brokenness I thought that I would never see the end of, you know? But um, I truly now get it. And, and I think something else I said to you was that we can't grow in comfort. We cannot stretch ourselves. We cannot become better where we are. Yeah. We cannot, I was explaining to my goddaughter the other day, we can't become patient by sitting in perfect scenarios. Like things have to come to test your patience right. for you to be patient, right. which is why I stopped praying for patience. Right, <laughs> which, is, which is why I know your journey is one of, of returning. Returning. Rather than becoming. Yeah. Because I, I, people set our becoming expectations, yeah, right? I do believe that. And you know, I feel like in our 20s, you know, we're really searching for who we are. And I feel like in your 30s, and I'm on the latter part of my 30s, I feel like it's so much of this becoming. We're becoming so many things, and especially in the last 10 years. I mean, you better becoming, be becoming something good. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no glory in just becoming yeah. who you are yeah. and being who you are. Yeah. There's no celebration or fanfare for showing up as you are. And so becoming is not a victorious, glorious thing. It doesn't always look pretty. Becoming is gritty and dirty and it's... Ugly and painful. It is. So now, though, I feel like I'm in a returning and I feel like I'm getting back to me mm. and the core of who I am and who I think God means for me to be. Mm -hmm. And it may not be glamorous and it may not be everything everybody expected, but it is me. And there's something really beautiful about returning to who you are and who <laughs> and I wish that was celebrated more 
that it was okay for us as women to just return to who we are. Yeah, um, a lot of that has to do with acceptance and love from the people who know you most. And from yourself too. And from yourself. Yeah. We were talking a while ago about surrendering. Yeah. Why we, you know, I was saying to you, you make it sound so easy and you, you said it's not hard. It's not. What, what does surrendering look like? So I heard, I think it was Oprah once said, you know, we often think that surrender is uh, almost a submission, almost a, you know, holding down. When surrender is really an opening up and a letting in and uh, just being open to the possibility of life and to your purpose and to what that is and being okay with it not being something grand mm. or great. Mm. We hear purpose and we think it must mean, you know, some big thing. When I think, you know, your purpose is just to show up as you are. It doesn't mean you have to, it doesn't mean you can't stretch for more and reach for more and grow and change. But it's, it's about allowing yourself to be right here, right now, as you are. Yeah. And willing to, 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 to grow and change from there. You know, as yeah. opposed to pretending to be something and then having to, you know, kind of circle back around to who you are and what you believe. And, you know, like I, I, I'm, we say, you know, sometimes, man, it takes so long to figure out how to love yourself and how to be there for yourself and show up for yourself. But you know what? These things happen right on time. Yeah. <laughs> and it couldn't have happened before, no. Agreed. You know, and everything Agreed. happens in that, in that right time and with everything that happens in your life. So let me ask you to look back um, at this chick. Laura, mm -hmm. if you could um, put her up and tell me what you would say to her, um, to that girl, about the future, about ending up where you are now, about avoiding some of the pitfalls and mm -hmm. some of the struggle. Mm -hmm. Speak to her and to the others who are that girl. Oh, wow. I would say to her, I know you think you have it all figured out. I know. And I know that you think life looks a certain way. It's okay for you to let life surprise you. It's okay for you to feel how you feel. It's okay for you to be who you are. And it's okay that you don't know who that is. And it's okay that you don't have that figured out. You do not need to know everything right now. But I wouldn't necessarily like take her off track. I'd want her to go through every pitfall, really? every heartbreak, every devastating you blow. Change I wouldn't, because it's necessary. Yeah. Like I said, you don't grow from ease. You don't grow from comfort. It's the same way with our kids. You know, we want to protect them from everything that happens, and it's actually the quickest way to stop them from learning how to do things like simple things like walking. Imagine I was to try and pick up Oz every time mm -hmm. he fell. Oh no, oh no, he would never try and walk again. <laughs> um, you know, I look back at when I was like her age, and, and I think about my dad letting me out to go do things, and I'm like, how did you let me out of the house? I look at him now, and I'm like, how did you let me out of the house, out of your sight? And he said something to me so beautiful. He said, I have had to trust everything that I taught you. Mm -hmm. And this is what growing up is about. Mm -hmm. Trusting everything that we've learned. Trusting everything that's within us. And then suddenly. And then suddenly. And then suddenly. <laughs> um, you know, I heard, I heard Jesse Royal saying once, and it, it made everything so clear to me, that 
Faya was here long before the, the first person ever put two Flintstones together. The knowledge of Faya existed. It didn't cease to exist just because somebody didn't discover it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for us. There's so much within you. It's already there. It's already there. It's just getting the two Flintstones together and it will happen. And you're a whole universe. Your whole discovery is waiting to happen. Like there are things within you that are waiting to be discovered. And just because you haven't seen the fruit of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Gotcha. And this is why so many people watch you on YouTube. Yeah. Or, because, <laughs> Tammy, your gems are priceless. And well, it's obvious that you are speaking from lived and learned yeah. experiences. And we can all take... I mean, I'm, I'm being schooled tonight as no. much as um, <laughs> anybody else. And I thank you for being here. I thank you for having me. And Wait. I thank you for holding this space with people and creating this... Um, this was just a thought in your head and I feel like I'm sitting in one of your dreams and to me that's so remarkable because not many people get to have those things come to fruition and so I'm very proud of you and I thank you on behalf of everybody who has found so much uh, joy and peace within SimSoul sessions that you just keep going because there's so much inside of you. All right, so Tam is here with us now. We're catching up. Um, so folks would have just heard uh, a mashup of the interview that we did mm. um, on the show. So mm -hmm. now we're updating. <laughs> I love that. As to how you've been since. Um, Tammy, <laughs> let's talk about that day Yeah. when you came and sat on that set. First of all, I wish everybody could have heard our pre-interview. Like, I think you need to start recording And those. the post one. Oh, and the Can post. Can we not leave the place till 10 o'clock, <laughs> 11 o'clock at night? You yeah, yeah. Our pre-interviews were, it started for me, and I remember us talking, and I, th I think we both had so many aha moments together in, in that, you know, time. that um, And you really kind of settled me on feeling like I had something to talk about. Because the whole time, I really felt like I don't have anything to share on SimSoul Session. Like, I've never, I, I felt like what I'd gone through wasn't enough or worthy to be seen as like uh, anything that of note. Do you know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> what you, I cannot even <laughs> comprehend what was, you are saying. I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't, as much as it was my story and everything, um, I just felt like it wasn't enough and I felt like it wasn't I don't know I guess because I've lived with my own story for so so long I kind of just made it not as uh, deep serious or impactful as it turned out to be mm -hmm. and so I was worried that because I couldn't tell you a story about extreme loss or even poverty or something that I think is like mean, like those pivotal, you know, we get taught that like people have to have like these really pivotal big things happen when life just happened to me in, in big pivotal things, but ju that just felt like they were smaller pivotal things. How incredible is that? Yeah. That you would have created a space where you had opened up about your own life, Life and life stories. And some of the things we talked about on the show are not things you've spoken mm -hmm. about in, in social. It's just things I would have known mm -hmm. from before. And moved so many people. But yet you yourself, nay, see the strength and the, and, the, and the depth in those stories. It bowled me over, the response from people. Because I remember going there and saying to Wayne, 
Well, um, I don't know if anybody, if this is going to land because, you know, and, and I think it has so much to do with the fact that I for so long feel like people have an idea of me. And so they think I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth and they feel like I'm this just uptown girl who just, you know, is living on a cloud somewhere and is not in touch with anything. Or, you know, I just feel like people who don't know and who don't maybe follow me on social media or what I'm doing have this impression of me. And it's sometimes, um, you know, I just I was like, maybe people won't get it. But I said to him, but I'm going to do my best to tell my story and, you know, We'll just see what happens. Wow. Was my thought coming to I'm you? I'm so glad you did that because yeah. when I asked you, typically when I ask folks, they're, they're like, oh, give me a chance to get back to you mm. because apparently there's something very, I don't mm. know if it's intimate, I don't know what it is about that thing about making that conscious step to come in and mm-hmm. decide you're going to be open. When I asked you, tell me you didn't even hit. No, because it's a muscle I've been flexing for a while. <laughs> meaning, meaning the vulnerability muscle is a muscle I've been flexing. Like I've been working on it and growing it. So for you to ask me to enter that space with you was nothing more than, yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about those things. I mean, I don't know that it is, you know, um, that anybody will get it or like it or it will resonate with them. But yeah, I don't mind being open and honest. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think people's hesitation sometimes is just, am I willing to go you, there? Exactly right. Exactly you know, right. Them know too. Them know you. You are going to try it out. <laughs> I don't know. Ju- I mean, them know. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and also because I, mean, I, think, I think what probably helped is because we had been kind of talking before that for mm-hmm. a little while about our own stories and sharing amongst or between ourselves. As friends, some of the things that we were going through. So I'm, I'm hoping that would have helped Yeah, a little bit. I trusted you a lot. Thank you. And so I knew that I would be safe, you know. And so there was, I knew you weren't going to like set up any traps for me or, <laughs> you know, um, put me in a funny spot. So it's you. I think if somebody else had asked me that, I probably wouldn't have been as quick as well. So it's a bit of, a bit of both. So that is a really good point, actually. So tell me a little bit about what happened after the show and how did it land? You said you said to Wayne you weren't sure how it would have landed. I did not make it home before I had come off of maybe three or four phone calls, uh, mostly from older women, women in their 60s, late 50s, late 60s, um, calling me. My mother-in-law called me. Wayne's Your mom. mother-in-law yeah. called? Yeah, she called me. Yeah, okay. but, but she's particularly like, so I knew it had landed because she said, Tammy, that was incredible. And I was like, really? And when she gave you a compliment, you know, you better, you better grab it up and snatch it up. I, I didn't even, I felt like I didn't even tell her it was happening. It was a day I was going and she was like, why didn't you tell me it was happening? And I was like, well, it's just me, you know. <laughs> and you know, when you have to tell the truth, sometimes you don't really want to, want <laughs> everybody want to hear the truth. Like, I don't really want it. I don't really want dad <laughs> to hear me talking about how I have to like, you know, reparent myself and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, you know, there was that little hesitation. And then and then she said to me, me and my girlfriends are on this group chat and I've gotten so many calls and they are just so proud of you. And they just it's like, oh, this is what she was saying. What they, they their view just changed a little of me. 
as well. Really? Yeah, because they don't know me like that. So a lot of people don't know. I mean, you know, I'm Wayne's wife to to a lot of like even like you know. Um, people or her friends so to speak and so it was really and they know me they're lovely I love all of these women but I think in that moment they saw themselves and they saw their hopes for themselves maybe at my age and they were just they're there you see they are already there they're at the, the stage of accepting who they are and being unapologetic and I think that was a nice discovery for them to see me in that way you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. and to see that I wasn't just like you know um flitting about mm-hmm. <laughs> flitting. Not, not that I think that they thought it, but I think they were mostly happy to see that I I had gotten there to some extent something that maybe took them a little longer to get to and they were really happy for that and they were celebrating that for me and that felt really nice to have um these women my my Gen X women and some you know of the the boomers, boomers. yeah saying well done girl you know and you get it and then what happened on my Instagram, I was not ready for. And even Twitter. I was what just, happened on your Everybody was just writing and posting. And I was just like, oh, like I have goosebumps thinking about it. And I was, I was really, I wasn't even sure what happened. Because <laughs> I was like, you weren't, you weren't there. <laughs> I didn't, you know, and you know what it's like when you do something like that. You kind of, it's like doing a show. You're there, but then you're like, yep. you, we spoke after, yep. but then on the way home, I was like, what did I say? Yep, 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 yep. yep. And I remember going home and uh, I, I was going to, oh, I was able to rewind it. I was it. just going to ask if you watched yes. it. You watched it? And I was like, I'm going to watch it. Because I, on my way home, like five people told me it was good. So Maybe I can, because uh, it was not my intention to watch it. I wanted to go home, forget about it, and go to my bed because I was just like, that was nice. But, mm. And then it was unreal, the type of response. And I remember watching it, and I, and I remember feeling to myself, oh, I'm proud of you. Good. Oh, you, you did well. And you, you said what you wanted to say. And I, I wish, I mean, you, I don't know how you do it in 30 minutes. Yeah. I have to tell hard. you. It's, it's um, but it was one of the best 30 minutes <laughs> of my life. So fantastic. thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. The response was incredible, Sim. And, and it, it's all so like you, you know, and, and what you do and what you bring to the place and the space. And, you know, we just haven't had that. And you gave us or you give us and you gave us our moment to tell our truth. Which I think for the most part, everybody wants a chance to do that, to be seen, you know, and to be heard from my mouth, you know? Yeah. So well, thank you. Um, hmm. We had a lot of thank yous oh, between us yeah, after. You remember? Yeah. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. were in a No, thank on. you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so so I'm, I'm shocked to hear you say that people who know you, saw you in a different light. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how, what the response has been like from, from people generally since you started to kind of take off the layers of who people thought um, Tammy to be. And, and if people do realize that you are such a normal, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pathetic how yes. normal. Very sad. Um, and regular, regular. <laughs> You are. I am, and I really pride myself on that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but you're saying uh, you people s- are surprised by that, you know. So I, I people are either really surprised that I am, 
you know, maybe as aware and um, kind of, what's the word, like, you know, thinking smart, and smart. as much as I am, I don't want to say smart, but, you know, on a, on a very conscious level, smart and, and on a very feeling level. And, you know, but I think they're also surprised to see that I don't really fit their full bill of what they thought because of, you know, my skin tone. Let's just face it because of that and how I speak and what have you people think I am or the school I went to, I must be X, Y, Z. Which is fine too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I surprise everybody by kind of falling in the middle of all of that. And so even even with Instagram, I, I've said that uh, about two, maybe three years ago now, I, I don't know. I did a crazy thing and posted a, a video of Jackson having a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And I must have been having an internal breakdown too because now I'm like, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> tricky. Um <laughs> Poor you regret posting it? No. Okay, um, good. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I just figured by the time he's old enough, it won't exist. <laughs> no, so, no, no such luck. Or maybe he'll just it's be, be like, archived. You know, yeah. yeah, probably. And the response that I got from women, I mean, I'm telling you, it was one of my most engaged posts mm-hmm. of mothers just writing me everywhere going, don't worry. Like, I'm so sorry. Of course, there were a few people like, how could you post this, you crazy person? And, you know, suppose your son is damaged by this when he's older okay but the, the amount of women that showed up that day to be like oh i get it and yes, thank you Tenley. for at least saying that my kid is the only one who is screaming down the place right now and i haven't even had a coffee my eyes don't open good and i have to bear this now um and so that was a moment yeah. it was a you know when you have those pivotal moments that make you like change Believe it or not, that was one of them for me uh, because I realized, oh, I'm allowed to be normal and I'm allowed to be myself and nobody else is telling the truth about this as far as I can see. Um, And so guess what? I'll tell the truth about how hard it is to be a mom. I'll tell the truth about how frustrating it is to be a wife. I'll tell the truth about how scary it is to be an entrepreneur. And I'll tell the truth about how... um, you know, you gain weight sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can go through yeah. each of those. All the time. But let's yeah. talk about that negative feedback. Although I think you, and maybe you can correct me, it, that's not, you don't get a lot of that, do you? No, I don't. But okay, you know, I hear you and Wayne joke sometimes about the six people who just have to they just, just put must their be there. Yeah, <laughs> they just got to do. Are you guys really there? <laughs> are, those, are those ladies <laughs> who say, "Oh, you could have damaged her"? But yeah. for the most part, Tammy, you get a lot of love. I do. Yeah. We do. We do as a family, and you know, the whole YouTube thing. It's a, uh, a lot of people don't understand it. I consumed uh, vlogs for many 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 years and for about eight years i've been begging wayne if we could do a vlog and he was like are you crazy like eight years yeah and he's like i don't even know what it is and i'd show him he's like that's ridiculous and he thought vlogs were like um like uh reality shows like how we know reality shows is scripted reality him not like them someday right because according <laughs> to him him an actor <laughs> yeah right so, which like, way yeah right tiktok way tiktok <laughs> tiktok We'll talk about that in a minute. And so COVID happened and I was like, oh, we don't have anything else to do. I think I'm going to try because I was vlogging basically when I looked at my stories on Instagram and there it was. Sorry, just a little backstory before I go go into what you're saying. And so um, now when I look back on my phone 
and I look back on footage for the last 10 years, I've always been documenting. And we, Wayne was laughing at me the other night and he was like, oh my God, you've been vlogging for years. It's just, it's never been out there. And so we decided to take this plunge and just to show up as we are. And we, I remember we shook hands on it and we said, we show up as we are. Like, we're going to just tell the truth. And it was like, we're going to tell the truth. Whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, shake hands. How tough okay, was let's it do to it. get him to, to agree to that? Because not, by then, after so many years of nagging, not too bad. Okay. But if you go back to the first episodes... There's not much win because <laughs> he he had to feel he had to I'm I'm asking you to join me in a in a space that I believe is um, safe and okay I don't really know but I will I will go check it out first and so you see him kind of taking his toe in the water until one day the man just dive in head first. <laughs> But you tell me it's been freeing for you. It has, and I think that was the biggest thing that like he. You know what shocked me the most, Simone? How many people came to me and said, I had no idea Wayne was like that. I, I was know. like, what? And I'm thinking, how did everybody miss that? Because he's exactly who I've always been with. So I'm always like, well, who did you think he was? Like, you really think I'd marry the guy y'all thought yeah. he was? <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, to the point of what you were saying earlier, who did people think I was? Yeah. And so it was uh, taken back and not everybody loves that. And so, you know, there are some people who think who think the worst of everything and have the most to say. And it has been painful sometimes to read those things. And Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be a lot. That's what I realized. Like one stab wound. It can be as fatal as 40. And so it just depends where it gets you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, What does that say about us, though, Tam? Let me ask you that. We can see 500 oh, yeah. literally good posts. Oh, and I'll this tell is you. a one bad one. Ego. Ego, ego, ego. A hundred percent. And we still care what people think. But what it tells me on a bigger, bigger, larger scale is that I cannot give that power to anybody, which means I have to also take the good comments with a pinch of salt. Right. Because you are also giving me my value through what you're saying. And that is where we're failing miserably. I can't give you the power to make me feel good, which means I can't give you the power to make me feel bad either. And so while we have to, when I'm still learning to do this and I appreciate Anybody who sends us good love and good vibes our way. But I had to learn to differentiate um, allowing that to be a, a, a sign of, you know, their gratitude to me and our family and what we do and not validation. validation. Big that difference. A, that's a big, big point you're making. Yeah. Because the day that goes away is the day you start to wonder I remember talking to some teenagers and they told me that if they're posting it a certain amount of likes or comment, they would delete it. What? And I said, because I couldn't understand why all these teenagers only have five pictures on their Instagram, right? Because I have teenagers around me. So I'm always like, oh, what do, what's your Insta and your Finsta? Finsta. And, yeah, Fake and, Insta people, yeah. parents. Take note. I was most surprised to see um, that the reason why there are only five or so is because those are their good performing peaks as a first thing and secondly like it's just a thing but you know it's it's this idea of just not really showing up I mean you're 17 right or 16 or whatever and you don't know who you are uh, but that was a big thing for them if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes or comments we take it down why 
And so, and I understand the principle behind it because we all have these posts where we're like, oh, only X amount of comments. Maybe people didn't like it. Oh, maybe they didn't think I was... And you you go down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Whoa. The minute that we catch ourselves doing that, we have to be like, what am I doing here? And who really has the power to say, why am I? Got it. And how do you how how do you mediate with your with your kids and social? Yeah, so that's also very tricky. So with I've always been really open about my kids and with them and it's a it's a chance that we're taking with the little ones in the sense that I don't know what they're really gonna think about it. Right now they think YouTube is cool. Um <laughs> Alex older, mm-hmm. uh Gio older. We didn't we well Gio isn't here with us in Jamaica anymore but he now has his own YouTube channel which you know we spoke about as a family um kind of just walking through the process all that stuff you know and you know his mom is really amazing she edits all of his videos and all that good stuff uh but it's something that we had to be like hey there's there there's, sometimes you're gonna have to deal with negative feedback and you know I think it's actually a really great lesson to learn pretty young but nobody wants to read heinous comments about themselves either so Wayne and I do our best to keep the space clean mm-hmm. with Alex you know we let him come in and out as he likes if Alex could come to me tomorrow and he knows this and say I don't want to be in the vlog anymore and I would be like no problem uh, because he's allowed to make mm-hmm. that choice for himself uh, but he also said I'd like to try so this whole vlog thing, even Momo and Angie uh, and my, my parents and my sister, I, every time we're doing something, I always say, hey, is it OK with you? Because mm-hmm. it's OK if you don't want to, you know, um, and we're just trying to keep that open. And, 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 you know, that's just between us as a family, as it pertains to what it means for them. Honestly, Simone. I can't think it all the way through because I don't really know what the ramifications of that are. But I do know that like everything else is good and bad. Yeah. You know, Uh, but my motivation when I'm editing is uh, a lot of times I stop and I say to him, I can't believe we get to document all of this. Like, I love documenting all of this. And so I'd be faced with like these questions. Well, can you just document it and keep it to yourself maybe? But then what happened was that so many people started to see themselves reflected as well. And so it has become a lot bigger than just us doing a vlog. And the feedback we get is that it has just, for some people, we have become their family. Yeah. For some people, it is, I can see myself in somebody. Um, You know, thank you for sharing that. And thank you, Wayne, for actually, like, crying and hugging your sons and thank you for sharing that marriage isn't always easy and thank you for you know treating the women who work with you like family and thank you for showing us all over Jamaica and thank you for showing us how blended families can work and it goes on and on and on there's so many takeaways depending on you know what what your circumstances are watching it everybody can take away Something and, different. Yeah, and so we, we have to kind of weigh, is the good outweighing the bad? Right. But does that put pressure on you? Do you guys ever feel like... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know. honestly. Because <laughs> I look now and I see, uh, obviously, as it gets more popular, and it's more, it resonates with more people, you get asked to do more things. And yeah. it's great to be all over Jamaica. And I, but I know when you're in this business, it gets tough. Yeah. You get up, I just want to say Cree. 
something that's really um, something we never used to be able to do or got a chance to do for the children was to, you know, have these mini vacations and these little holidays. Like that's one of like the things that just came to mind when you said that a while ago, because it, it's actually one of the most tiring things as well. It's hard. Um, packing everybody up it and going work. to it's yeah. a lot of work. But what outweighs the stress of it is the memory making. So everything becomes like this big memory maker. And it's like, are we going to, does the, the idea of making this memory with our family outweigh the stress behind it, obviously. Um, but the pressure, the real pressure comes in trying to, um, you know, initially, and we're much better at it now, was trying to, to keep the family in this like light. And I was like, oh my God, Wayne, does this mean that like, you know, we have to show up in this way all the time? And we talk about it all the time. Like the only reason why you don't see Wayne and I arguing on there is because believe it or not, people, we are still able to keep a lot of our lives private. Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to tell people like you see what 20 minutes of a day. Like, try to culminate your whole day into 20 minutes and you'll see that you've just seen a snippet of uh, a lot of things that went on. And sometimes they're the prize moments, sometimes they're the low moments, sometimes it's just a blah moment. The vlog is there to, it's, it's to reflect just everyday life and that not every day something exciting happens and that some days we are busy trying to pay, you know, this, that or the other or if we just went to the supermarket or I'm cooking dinner for... It's life. It's fine. It's beautiful. Normal. It's mundane. It's normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not meant to just be hilarious. And it's just that those things kind of happen. Yeah. In the mix. Yeah. Um, you talk about Wayne and the fact that you folks have been open about the fact that marriage is not easy. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's It hasn't been easy. Mm -mm. But there is so much love there with you yeah. two. Um, how have you managed to... To make that work mm. and to show that aspect of your lives um, without showing too much of it. I mean, you just said you keep some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, are you ever afraid that people say, boy, all the shows is the good things. How come we don't see when they mm -hmm. argue? You know, where do you draw draw the line in that? But but first talk to me a little bit about the success of your relationship and, and how you guys got to a place where it seems like you're in this nice little pocket. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I think I think the biggest thing is that Wayne and I are so aligned in what we want for um, ourselves individually and then together and then as parents. And I feel like we've just always grown in a similar direction with like that in mind. Um, a lot of laughter has been medicine for us. Um, and, and a whole lot of, uh, we talk a lot mm -hmm. to each other. Like we communicate so well. Um, and we, we, we do, I, I don't want to say that, that, that it's love cause it's not, love is not like the thing <laughs> that gets you through a marriage in my opinion at all. But it's like, we're really good at recovery. So if we get into like a thing, which happens often, we in the next breath, I say, what would you like for dinner? Or he'll say to me, hey, you want to come with me to get X, Y, Z? And we have just figured out this way. I would say in the last uh, maybe 
this probably happened in the last six years or so, that we could just recover and that we could let an argument be an argument and a, and a, and a um, disruption in our day be a disruption in our day, but not let it be like a, a week. Because mm-hmm. I grew up seeing a lot of malice mm-hmm. and a lot of like, you know, if me vex, me aga vex for a little while. <laughs> so because your parents got divorced yeah. when you were No, old? The, they got divorced once I was like a, a an Fully adult. Grown. Yeah. yeah. But you, you know? saw a lot. But we saw a lot of them yeah. trying to figure it out and trying to, um, you know, uh, move through arguments and whatever. Even though I never really saw my parents arguing, mm-hmm. we felt it when there was something not right. That's even something that Wayne and I say now. Like, we are not not arguing in front of our children. There are some disagreements we are going to have right in front of them. And we're going to show them how we resolve them right away too. Because we don't want to create this idea that you never argue either. But we don't have very eruptive arguments either. That that feels like 23-year-old Tammy screaming across the room. <laughs> like that just doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. But we've just grown in the same direction. At the same time, thank God. Um, and we don't know, you know, Wayne and I are very practical. We always are like, you know, we, we ride it till the wheels fall off mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. And I do believe that your marriage is kind of blessed with like these different um, glues, so to speak, the things that keep you together. And right now we're in this phase of parenting, which doesn't mean that we've ignored each other, but we're in a different stage where our attention is, for the most part, on our children. But we we have enough um, wisdom, I think, around us from you know our parents to 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 know that we also need to keep our eyes on each other too. What did you, know? you take from from your parents' experience or from growing up? Seeing what you saw and feeling what you felt until you were an adult and they eventually divorced. What did you take from that into your marriage? Did it scare you when you were going to get married? That maybe, no, not at all? I really modeled my relationships, (laughs) not off of my parents, but off of my sister. I have an older sister, Terry, who is 13 years older than me. So by the time I was five, she was married. Wow. And so she married... um, her husband then, and they were together for 22 years. And I modeled my idea of what relationships look like from them. So when my parents got divorced, I never really felt the 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 pain of that. Because somewhere inside of me, you know, I knew. I just, and you have to remember, like, you know, my mom and I are really close and my dad and I are really close. So they were able to, like, express some of what was, it, it never came out of nowhere. So it was a long time coming. Um, it, I felt the pain of my sister's divorce more than I did my my dad and mom, you know. Um, and but I also mm-hmm. learned that there was no such thing as this failed marriage, mm-hmm. you know. So that that sat well with me. But more than anything, you know, it's just this idea of allowing each other to change, allowing each other to change course, and doing your best to really take care of yourself as an individual before like you'll have anything left for that marriage. I think we get sold this idea so much of two becoming one and my other half. And I think it's really dangerous that we really kind of, you know, tout this message when I really think, you know, there has to be more emphasis put on us as individuals. You know, and and how we take care of ourselves first and foremost, 
you know any argument may always have is when we are not serving ourselves first mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. and not looking after ourselves and aligning and taking care of our own stuff sounds like something Tess said when she was on the show yeah. you know um so it's obviously something that you you guys have learned yeah um, through their experience <coughs> through too through their experience yeah. as well um talk to me about 23 year old Tammy mm-hmm. who screamed across the room <laughs> Did some other things too, mm-hmm. but when you look at her, um, and you spoke on the show about this notion of becoming, returning, mm-hmm. and becoming, how have you been doing in that process, especially since we last sat? Oh man, really well, I think. <laughs> I feel like I am every day a little bit returning to... Um, you know, who I am and who, like I said on your show, who I think God wants me to be. And that's so perfectly aligned with who I want me to be. Which and is who? Which is, you know, it doesn't, ha- I don't have all of the right labels for it, but I can, I know how it feels. And it feels. <laughs> <laughs> you it, should see your face, people. It, it feels like yeah. that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It feels joyful. It feels light. It feels purposeful, but it also feels like, you know, um, comfortable. It doesn't feel like it's, it's nothing. I don't know. It, it, it feels like an understanding and, uh, um, a true allowing, you know, and it's this idea of allowing everybody to, to be who they are in the process of me allowing myself to be who I am like I'm allowed to like I'm letting people off of the hook so that I can let myself off the hook or vice versa we do not let ourselves off the hook you know at all like we're we're always holding ourselves in 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 condemnation of something (laughs) but how do you know it because you do it to other people and you don't realize how much we're holding up so many people on these hooks that we just need to let them off of our parents, our siblings, our friends, our exes, our children, you know, our co-workers, our bosses. Like the return to me is just freedom. And, and have is, you been able to do that? Yeah, have, man. You may have? I, may tell I me? let people off Please of the hook? Please tell me the secret. <laughs> let yourself just off let. the hook. Let yours, you cannot do for others what you cannot do for yourself. If you cannot forgive yourself and just say, hey, it's okay. You cannot do it for an ex man. So it really starts with you, which is why the return is important and which is why the return doesn't happen all at once and which is why I will forever be returning, you know, until I return. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm on the journey, man. Like I, 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 I'm excited about it. I'm excited to become this next version you know because that's what we are I when i ask you what that next version looks like I don't know. what does it I entail what it feels like look no <laughs> we know that there are so many things that you want to do that you have in the pipeline and i know you, you obviously not going to talk your whole business mm-hmm. but what where are you headed huh boy simone a bit like what we spoke about just you know many times is that it it I don't know the necessary, like, um, I don't know it has a label or a thing or what it is, but I just have this excitement that the next thing is going to show up and it is going to blow my mind. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Hey. I have this excitement. I got a rumbly in, in the tumbly. tumbly. <laughs> That's what Simone said. I have this. Hold on there one second. Wayne is just calling <laughs> like him. No, send me a talk to you, you know. Um, I have this excitement that um, the best is yet to come. I really live my life like that. So if you can think of your best day in your life and your or your best days and you're just like, oh, those days are amazing. They're still better than that. That's how I feel. And I just feel like I am just all I have to do is show up. So I don't know how it looks, but I know that I continue on this path. I'm really passionate about people. I'm really passionate about people's personal growth. I'm really passionate about, you know, uh, my contribution and my service to my country, my world uh, by large. I'm really passionate about my children. I'm mm-hmm. really passionate about parenting and what that actually looks like and not what we see in parenting books, but like on a very real level. I'm just passionate about being. Yeah. Being. Just yeah. And the beauty of just being. Yeah. And it doesn't really have to, you know, look like anything else, which is something I struggled with for a long time. Like, I'm a proper human doing. Yeah. So being is so nice. You asked me in your podcast mm-hmm. what <clears throat> what makes me deliriously happy. <laughs> and I, I couldn't I I couldn't answer because I almost don't know. Is mm. that sad? That's no. Sad. I get it. I get it. So many things make me deliriously happy. What makes you deliriously happy? Food makes me deliriously happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even being funny. Um, my things are very simple. But you've had to let go of some of the things that make you deliriously happy in the last couple of months. So that I, yes, so that I can, I can be, you know, uh, because once you do something, yeah, once you do something too much, you don't get deliriously happy anymore about it. Um, you know, I was getting deliriously overweight, (laughs) but simple things make me deliriously happy um you know i love a calm ocean but i don't want to really go in it i love looking at it deliriously happy when i see it i love <laughs> i love sitting by myself um and just i love looking at what is happening i love talking to people talking to you right now it makes me deliriously happy you know these conversations they just fill me up I think that's something that makes you deliriously happy it too. Does. Yeah, it gives me great joy. The, the getting up—is that why you get up early to kind of have your coffee before your yeah, kids get up? I love that. But then I love to hear them laughing downstairs before it turns into screams. <laughs> I love to hear, you know, the baby laughing. I love to, you know, I just love simple things like that. Simple um, things are your blessings, right? Simple things are the blessings. I also. Yeah, there are lots of things that maybe de- you know, you know, um, gadgets make me deliriously really? happy to me. Love, me love things <laughs> like any technological things. Like if you have a iPad, I like an iPad and a like Wayne, don't give me roses, <laughs> give no, me a gadget, give me like Damn something it. that will open the door, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love that, I love it. you're so simple, but yeah. so. Hand sanitizer, this one in particular, every time I spray it, oh, try it. It's lovely. It makes me deliriously happy. It smells so good. It's a Jamaican company, too. Okay, but you know, they never I'll give us the that. money, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you, so you, you're on that path. Yeah. I don't I know am. if it's a book. I don't know if it's a. I don't know. Don't you don't know. I thought it was a book. Remember when we spoke? You I was like, it's a book. It was a book? Yeah, but it's no longer a book, Tom? It might be. 
I just haven't had the, the uh, you know, the ping to write it yet. So it might not be all there yet. Talk to me about the ping. You just said the, the ping. ping. Tell me about your pings. I, the pings from the universe is what they're called. And to me, they're the little blips of inspiration that come and say, you want to try this? Or, hey, what if you did that? Or, mm, do you like that? And all I have to do is say, maybe. But I, I learned this wonderful thing from Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote this book called Big Magic. And she said, inspiration is a funny little thing. And I'm just paraphrasing, of course. But she said, inspiration will knock at your door. And it will say, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to come along? At which point we have an opportunity to say, yeah, I do. Or, no, I'm good, you know. Now, sometimes you might say, yeah, I want to come along. And you get on there and you go and you go. But like, you know, maybe you, you, you're you not ready or something has happened where it can't come to full fruition. Here's the thing about inspiration. it, it need, it's, Its sole purpose is to be fulfilled. So it has to find someone who's ready to go. So it's not like the it's not like the inspiration is saying, you know, um, I I really would like to stay with you, but I can't because I'm not fulfilling my purpose as an inspiration, as an inspired thought, as a thing that could be if I stay with you and you keep kind of you're not sure. I need to go where it's sure, and so I have to visit someone else and see if they're ready, and that struck me so deeply because then it allowed me to say. Like the book, it came, but maybe I wasn't ready to right. write it. Right. But I could. I can also say to Inspiration, thank you so much. I really hope to see you again um, in another way, shape or form. And, you know, be really ready to give you everything I have to make you come to full fruition. Because Inspiration to me is directly from God. Yeah. And so, um, and mo- mostly an expression of himself, herself, itself. And so I love that idea because then it allowed me to not feel bad about inspiration that left me and maybe landed somewhere else because inspiration has its own purpose. And so I just thought that was so magical and it gave me the freedom to also say to some inspiration, no, thank you. I don't have time because being a multipotentialite, I want to say yes to everything I and wonder every if inspiration. <laughs> telling me this story, was the music ever a ping then? Yeah, it was an yeah. inspiration. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, without even realizing it at the time, it was just because I could do it. Mm-hmm. But it was totally a ping from the universe that said, "You should try this." Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, just like having a salon. You should. I have never been to business school, or I don't have no degrees, and I don't know how to do hair. <laughs> yeah, but you just keep looking. Okay, and then I look a little further. I'm like, mm. oh yeah, that doesn't look bad. Yeah. I wonder if if, if I went looking for a, a venue. I mean, a place that I would find one. And oh yeah, yeah, that place is a bit. Ping after ping after ping, breadcrumb after breadcrumb. But you followed those pings. Yeah, for the most part. And some of them worked out and some of them you're like, "Mm." yeah. Are you still pinging a lot? Yeah, I get my pings for sure. YouTube was a ping. YouTube was a ping. Podcast was a ping. You know, um, Instagram posts are pings. Yeah. You know, just get a moment of just like, oh, cool. How do you choose what you're going to write that? Your posts are so powerful. Thank you. How do you you just vomit that out? I will. I mean, (laughs) sorry, I don't mean vomit everybody, but it just. I will start. I never know what's going to come up. Sometimes it's just seeing a picture. Sometimes it's just how I'm feeling. Mostly it's just how I'm feeling. Um, But I imagine it is inspiration visiting me and saying, hey, you want to go here? 
you know? And mm-hmm. I go, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mid-writing, I'm like, actually, no, I'm not ready to go there yet. So you're going to have to go to somebody else. <laughs> you just delete that. Yeah. Let me ask you about the ping that was your performance the other day. Oh. <gasps> Were you scared? That was more like peer pressure. Oh, my gosh. That was weighing <laughs> on test, wasn't it? I'm wasn't so it? glad they did. Yeah. That was a deep desire to do that. Gosh, I, I'm not going to lie. How was that? Amazing. Really? Amazing. It was so fun. And let me tell you. Did it make you miss? Oh, miss. Music or... Well, I you just miss did you know it, it was just like a one-time thing. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I can't miss it because I got to do it. So while I'm in it, I'm not missing it. I'm like, this is so fun, you know. So I'm really good at like being here now. Um, <laughs> and if I want to do it again, I'll do it yeah, again, yeah, you know. So yeah. there was no, oh, I missed this. But um, Tessie said to me, you know, she said, God is so good. I was like, yeah, you know. She goes, you know, because Tessie's not like a massive extrovert. Even though she kind of is an extrovert, introvert mix. But she was like, you know, and this was right kind of like in the middle of the year. And she was starting to perform again. And she was starting to, you know, kind of have that feeling of, you know, oh, God, do I even remember how to do this? I had a baby. And, you know, can I even sing anymore? You know, you have those feelings. Anyway, yes. And she was like, God is so good to like have me perform with no audience there. (laughs) easier back into it so much easier to get into it I'm not it feels like I'm I know I'm performing for people but like there is this there is this level of stress that's not attached to it anymore because it's really cameramen who are here and they're having a blast but it's this wonderful way of kind of reintroducing me back into performing on this level that is comfortable for me and that's kind of what happened with that with the Appleton thing that we did it was like Whoa, Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. way for Tammy to perform again with nobody directly there to kind of, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was strange. I've never done a performance like that before. Strange good. Strange good. I just love, you guys are so, you know, your motivation is so pure. What you do comes from such a, such a good place. You know, in talking to Tess, I remember Tess was saying to me that, you know, what she loves about music uh, or she loves it so much that it doesn't matter if she's doing it in front mm. of five million people or for school children mm-hmm. in a room with three people. Or her little daughter. Or her little yeah. daughter. Because her, she just loves it because it's who she is. Mm. And it's, I just find that's who you guys are. Just mm. very real, very pure in your motivation. And that's why you resonate so strongly with people who see that you are a, a normal person. And so how do you take this normalness now into your next phase of returning? How does it all integrate? Mm-hmm. What does the future look like? We don't even, probably don't even know, but, um, you know, how are you going to head into the next phase of that journey? And what do you think that next phase looks like? I think it looks like, uh, I feel like what we do and and how we show up in this space, especially with like even Meet the Mitchells or, you know, my own Instagram and that truth telling, it's kind of like um, a broader idea of just that it's okay. And so I don't know all of the the steps that will come next and I don't know how it all plays out. But for right now, I feel like we're, you know, building a tribe of people who are just 
okay to show up as they are and they will be our people and we will be each other's people and who don't get it that's fine you know um but um, our work is really in a, giving you permission to be yourself whatever that looks like and if you've never seen maybe a family like ours and what that looks like because of your situation maybe we can show you something that is possible or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it feels it feels very silly to like say you know we just show up as we are and but it's really our it's hope true. that that we that people people can see themselves somewhere there and like i said it's that permission to just it's okay and also to be something that you always say which is to know that you are enough yeah however you show up in your truest form yeah you are enough yeah and it's okay to want to dye your beard if you're a 40 year old guy <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong <laughs> because you know it's so funny when is still enough He just likes to do that. You get me? I I I know I'm enough, but I still want to lose a little weight. I know you get what I'm saying. So you are enoughness is not about not changing who you are in some physical aspect. Sometimes you know, because sometimes you think, well, I should be enough. Well, being enough has so much to do with that inner peace as well. You know. So like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not trying to. I keep saying like, because now I'm on this like journey of trying to lose a little of my COVID slash non-smoking pounds and it's so funny i don't have any um idea of what how many pounds that is or you know i just know that it means i can fit in these jeans that i had here that i know i, I really like those jeans um and i want to move my body three times a week and i'd like to eat food that gives me back energy and life so meaning you know that's my enoughness in that is that i don't i'm not putting it down to like this thing and then when that happens i will be enough you know Because we know. Girl. You won't get there. Girl. Elusive. It yeah. is elusive. So I don't want people to think that being enough means they're not happy with, um, you know, th- it means that it still means you can dye your beard is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you are still <laughs> enough. Probably more. It's not yeah. because, and just because you're trying to, meaning it's okay for me to still want to, I even though I'm trying to lose a little weight, I know I'm enough. It's not our own, these physical things as well. It's a lot more. How, in your enoughness, I love that word, um, Tammy, how do you juggle everything? I don't. How do you juggle the boys? Terribly. And work <laughs> and and a, 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 a husband and make it all work. All the other commitments that you have. How do you do it? I don't know. I and don't... still have time for you to yeah. make you okay. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm always struggling with, like making sure I have back that time because my personality is to want to go, 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 do, do, do. And so I've set up certain things in my life to help to support that. So like, for example, Momo, uh, my amazing, I mean, she's just like my second mom. She's like the boy's uh, second, third grandmother. Like she has been there with me since the boys were born. She's been there with me since, you know, Gio was six. I don't even know. So she's an integral part of how my life works. And for many years, by the way, I was made to feel like that is shameful. That you have somebody else helping you to raise your, you have your family, you should be. And here in Jamaica, it's very normal to have like maybe your mother living with you or helping you out or an aunt here and aunt there. But I didn't have that. And so it was Momo who stepped in 
like you know when I think back on my childhood Miss Annette or Maxine or the ladies who came and helped my mom to keep that going so I had very early examples of what it looked like to have these women who sacrificed so much to come and help us raise our family because that's what Momo does she helps she helps me to raise my family of course and if it wasn't for her and her dedication to us and her love for us and our love for her, none of it would work, first and foremost. She's she's literally going off for a weekend and me and Wayne are like, well, let's hope we don't get divorced this weekend. It's risky. Every time I come in here on a Monday, they're like, you managed, you survived, you guys still married? I'm like, barely, like by a thread. Oh my gosh. Um, but then, and then, you know, Wayne is a really great, um, he's really good at letting me be who I am. And he's kind of ready for the next thing that I'm going to show up as. And he's kind of like locked on for that, that part of who I am. Um, but I don't juggle it all, man. And I mean, right now, by the time this comes out, everybody would have known that I, I had to resign from one of my jobs at radio. So radio had to, I had to let it go because it was becoming too much. Gosh, Tammy, I can't believe. Yeah, it was a great year. And and this is also, though, a part of my personality, Simone. And yes, I'm cool and, with it. Like, I, I, <laughs> oh boy, it was so fun. <laughs> anyway, well, yes, yes. It was fun. <laughs> but now I'm done. And so no. it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it is, you know, and I'm okay with that. And I know when my time is up somewhere or with something or someone or whatever it is, um, and I can bow out gracefully. I know when my curtains are closing yeah. on something, um, but I don't juggle it well. I hate to think that. I hate to think that anybody looking thinks I'm doing it all really well. I don't. I feel crazy some days. You know, sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know what to do mm. next. And some days my poor kids don't see me enough. And some days I want to just be like, guys, like, can you not watch me while I'm peeing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're in the bathroom trying to talk to me yeah. about like, you know, can I get a cheese snack? Yeah, Look here. I'm on the toilet. I'm trying yeah. to just, you know, yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't juggle everything perfectly well. And like I said, I, the most beautiful concept that came... My way once uh, was through this woman called Lisa. Lisa, oh dear, I've forgotten her last name. She's an awesome motivational speaker. And she said, just scrap balance. Like work with this idea of harmony. Mm. You know music. Mm-hmm. You can have like a seven part harmony mm-hmm. and it's totally beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they're all doing different, different things, things. But somehow it's coming together. But that also means... Some days work is going to get 10% of me. Some days it's going to get 90. Some days my children are going to get 20%. Some days they're going to get 100. Some days, and I have to be okay with how I'm divvying up the percentage every day. You said something earlier. I don't know if it's something you want to talk about. You can tell me if not, we'll just shelve this. Mm-hmm. Um, you spoke about the COVID slash non-smoking weight. Mm-hmm. You've kicked, you've kicked yeah. the addiction. yeah. Um, without so a human growing inside of me. Without so so, is it something that you will talk about? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So so you've stopped. You've been smoking since you were sixteen. Yeah. Cigarettes. And you only stopped because or when you mm. got pregnant. But yes. You decided last year, you were done. 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 What prompted that decision? I I like I said I know when my curtains are closing. <laughs> <laughs> and those curtains, you know, I, like I said, every t- it's so funny. When I would get pregnant, I would be able to just not look at a cigarette. It's fine. You know, like 
No problem. The minute I had a baby, it was like, oh, I need to try and find myself again. And a big way I identified myself was through smoking. And, uh, you know, something you've been doing for so many years and so long, you know. When I came back to Jamaica as a smoker, I mean, I was literally looked at like a leper. Like people are just like, oh, my God, this girl is like smoking. I mean, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. People still look at people who smoke like lepers, um, especially here. Women. Especially yeah. women. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, so I'd have no trouble quitting once I knew I had like a, a baby. baby on the way. Mm -hmm. um, but then last year, I, it, the thing about smokers is that it's this terrible bondage that you're in. So I didn't, I didn't want to smoke necessarily, but I didn't realize for a long time that I was battling addiction. And when that became clear to me that I was battling addiction, something in my personality just said, oh, what? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> if you know me, men are like nothing. But I've, no, mm -mm. But for years, I just kept saying, no, I love it so much. I actually enjoy smoking. I don't know what the da, 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 because I just wanted to, you know. But when I realized that it was addiction and I was addicted and that I realized that I, I associated so much with it and whatever, it just sent me the wrong way. And I literally... Um, coupled with that heard of a story of a young woman and it moved me so deeply the story that that day it was a Sunday I said I'm going to stop smoking next Sunday can you tell us about the story uh, oh you don't okay yeah Never mind. Go on. I can't mm -hmm. and so I bought like a, a book that about breaking addiction and whatever whatever and I read it while I was <laughs> trying to quit smoking and it was just amazing it really just kind of you know um just just allowed me to realize that what I was about to go through was actually going to be like really hellacious and breaking addiction is not easy and that you know ultimately though I wanted to be a non-smoker Ultimately, I want to be a non-smoker. And so I had to kind of bust through all of these myths about why I smoked and all these things. And all it was self-evaluation. Yeah, man, it was, oh, that it was, fun. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really something there. And I went through that while I was vlogging and I was very open about it. And I had a whole episode about like, you know, breaking addiction. And I was like crying. And I tell you, I did not want to come out of bed. I literally... Um, was dancing with depression like I I would wake up and I would see the time cigarettes were my motivation to get out of bed because I was like oh well I have to wake up early oh but I can go have my coffee and my cigarette and my balcony view mm -hmm. and you, you know could. me and Jesus and the cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> together Don't so. What are unions? so I ended up not wanting to go anywhere not wanting to do anything I remember like even revisiting places I didn't go to like places I smoked everywhere so I didn't want to go to my dad's house because I only know myself in this way there I didn't want to go to, you know, in the car to the supermarket because I used to smoke in the car sometimes. Uh, but at home, I would smoke outside like the children never saw me, you know. Um, I just, it was very hard. And so mm -hmm. it sent me into not wanting to do anything. And so I just wanted to sleep. I just wanted to go to bed. That's real depression to It me. was. I shouldn't say I danced with it. Like I full on battled with it. But the difference is that I knew what was happening to me. I cried so much. 
I cried and cried and cried. And I thankfully also though knew that this was part of breaking addiction. And it's ugly and it's horrible and it is not a nice thing. And for that alone, I can't go back. I can't go through that again. And something that was very clear to me and somebody said this to me was, you cannot take that version of yourself into the next stage of your life. Boom, done. You had me right there. Good, good. Mm -hmm. True, true. Mm -hmm. I right now, you think I don't have time to do things? I definitely don't have time to smoke because I was smoking a lot of cigarettes every day. Yeah. So here you are. Six six months. Six months. And when did you start to feel like yourself again? Last two week? months ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for folks who are battling addiction, your word would be, you, 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 as long as you can buckle up for the really horrible days, you can do it. Yeah, and get like lots of love and support around you. I, I, Because of sharing my story, so many people were able to reach out to me and said, I know what you're going through. I know how you're feeling. Like you just got to try and educate yourself on what breaking addiction actually looks like. And so that you can be prepared for what's going to happen to you. Because it's no joke. And it made me realize I thought that after when I, when I was pregnant um, and for those first, you know, those first four or five weeks, I would cry all the time. And I thought it was hormonal. I had no idea that it was my body literally crying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I guess you prove to yourself that you're well strong because it takes great strength After and After years will. of feeling very weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. All right. I want you to give a word to our soul sessions before you leave. Just the folks who love you and um, who are going through their own stuff. And, you know, you were so positive on the show about, you know, just kind of pushing through, knowing that good things are ahead for you and just, uh, uh, you know, don't love talk to you, don't love your family, <laughs> just leave them with something. Um, first of all, you know, thank you so much for all of the love and support that each of you, like, you know, found time to even uh, message me, write me. But even on a collective level, like, you know, thank you for that type of energy. Um, and I just want you to know that, you know, if it is possible for somebody else, it is possible for you. And so my big thing is all about like right now, which is another thing I learned is, you know, turn whatever envy you have of anybody in any situation you might see right now and turn it into expansion and say, well, if it is possible for her, it is possible for me. In this age of scrolling, we're constantly saying, oh, my God, I can't believe that she has X, Y, Z and this and that and look at her. Well, change that into it is possible for me. Um, It is possible for him. It is possible for me. Um, And I think the other thing I would say is you are enough. (laughs) You really are. As you scroll and envy that person, you don't even know. You don't know what it took for them to get there. Would you even be willing to do what they did? Um, And also, you know, you don't know the full story. And but... You can look at the end goal and say, well, you know what? I'd like to get there too. And then be able to kind of follow the pings that come along the way. Um, and that's what I'd say. Tune yourself right up that you can hear the pings. That you can just say, yeah, this is what's next. This is what's next. This is what's next. And not let fear lead the way. But your enoughness and knowing, standing in your worth let you really hmm. make that decision. That sounds like a book title. Yeah. Sergeant Moran, standing yeah. in your worth. worth. Whoa. No joke. Whoa, whoa. 
And not in your fear. I like it. I don't know what you call that. In your fourth. In your your fourth. In your (laughs) fourth. All right, we'll talk about that afterwards. Thank you, love. Thank you, too. For sharing. It was fun. Um, And for just being who you are. And so hoping, um, so real, so accessible to people and just teaching us things that we never even knew we needed to know. Just by being mm. who we are. Likewise. I don't even know if you're trying to teach. No. See, there you go. Who is me for everything? <laughs> but who, who did we learn from? The people we just saw, it's our true. parents. So if we can just show up, then, you know, it's not we're not trying to teach anything, are we? We're just That's true. showing that some example true. of something. That is true. It is possible for me. It is possible for it's you. In our enoughness. In our enoughness. Love you, Tam. I love you, too. Thanks, baby. And thank you. All right. And now it's time to close things out with our affirmation. So it is said that one of the greatest regrets in life is being who others wanted you to be and not yourself. Sometimes we try so hard to be what other people want, but life is too short to be anything but happy. Steve Jobs once said, Our time is limited, so we shouldn't waste it living someone else's life. The journey to self-discovery is often hard and painful, but the fruits of that labor are absolutely priceless. It is that work that will eventually teach you that you alone are enough and that you have nothing to prove to anybody. It is that journey that teaches that it is what comes to you most naturally that really changes the world. So if you've been criticizing yourself for years or listening to criticism from others, how about you try to accept and approve of yourself and see what happens? It's time to fight for your happiness, your fulfillment, knowing full well that others may be scoffing. Don't be mad at the experiences that shaped you. They're a part of your story. And if you spent your life listening to others, stop for a little bit now. And hear what your own voice is saying. What do you want? What do you want to do? What makes you happy? And answering those questions can get you to that version of yourself that takes you to a place of freedom, of self-love and contentment, and of owning who you are. So we are affirming today, beautifully flawed and all, I choose to be unapologetically, fearlessly, authentically and bravely me. so much for your company everybody throughout this season one of this sim soul sessions podcast we will be back soon with season two to revisit our amazing guests from the show and to see how they're doing now i certainly hope you found some soul food here today and all season on this podcast and until next time that we meet every blessing and remember to count your blessings